what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Hello, hello. I have a fun word today. Oh my goodness. So, I'm going to take you on a little riff, a little story time. So I was out today in the midst of working and client calls and all the things, and I went to replace four tires, okay? And normally in years prior, I would have dreaded such experience, but I was very intentional about this one, and it was a long time coming, right? It's been like, I don't know, like three years probably since I replaced the tires, which... Uh, come on, like God provides is all I can say to this. But went and did it. I was in and out of there so fast and I just felt like a queen driving on the road. So I had such a joyful experience. Like literally it just flowed from start to finish. And so when I was on my way back to go to a meeting, I just felt this like divine nudge, just this inspired action to stop at this barn event venue that I keep driving by all of the time that relates to a specific desire of my heart. (laughs) And so I get out of the car and I go to grab a flyer and then I just feel all the feels, like all the feels that you perhaps, if you have a similar desire, have shoved down or forgot about, but I just felt a wave of all of this excitement and all of this joy take over my entire being. And I caught the name and the name was the Lone Oak Barn. And so I looked at that name and the sign and I took a photo next to it. So if you follow me on the social medias, you can see this photo, especially on Instagram at Miss Juliana Page. It's MS Juliana Page. You can see just a little like swipe through of photos that I took, but that name Oak specifically was so meaningful to me because instantly when I looked at that, I was like, oh my gosh, and all of these prophetic words that I've gotten over the years and these verses started coming to my mind, just like flooding my mind. And so to give you a sense of what some of those are, I'm going to read from the Passion Translation one of the verses. It's actually Isaiah 61, three to five, and it says this, to strengthen those crushed by despair who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful bouquet in place of ashes, the oil of bliss instead of tears, and a mantle of joyful praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Because of this, they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory. They will restore ruins from long ago and rebuild what was long devastated. They will renew ruined cities and desolations of past generations. Amen. Oh my goodness. So there's that verse, which again is, uh, that's Isaiah 61, 3 through 5. Jeremiah 17, 8 came into my head. Psalm 1, 3 came into my head. Proverbs 13, 12 came into my head. 
But all of these verses, specifically about the oak tree and righteousness and God's faithfulness and just like all of this stuff coming together and revealing God's glory and such a beautiful thing. And I was like, oh my goodness. And it led me to a few minutes later Googling details about this venue and just so grateful that I had taken this inspired detail detour, really, so that I could be lifted back into this joyful state and just like this sacred space of dreaming it up with God and allowing him to work out every detail, right? I hadn't been thinking about this desire. I hadn't been meditating on it. It's almost like I just filed it away and left it alone. And this was, to me, God's way of bringing it back up and just restoring faith, like empowering me to believe again, just bringing that affirmation or that nudge that I needed in it. It felt so amazing. So here is, here's what's revealed to me and how this could relate to you. A majority of our lives is the process to the promise. Like literally a majority of our life is that, right? And so we would be wise to start doing things just for the joy of it and live in the joy now, right? I also will say, right, unless we become like children, unless we embrace that childlike wonder and that play and that simple joy, right, we can't enter the kingdom. I also have a different command on my life. Literally, Juliana means joy. So (laughs) I'm called... To, to live in that every day. And it's just, it calls me higher all the time. And it legitimately is in my DNA. It's part of my personality. So that's a blessing. But it, it's so, so important to be living in that because the majority of our lives we don't. And the examples and the models that we see are not of joy and happiness and inspiration. Am I right? So the thing is, because we do live a majority of our life in the process to the promise, we may right now right? Have many of the things that we've once prayed for. Think about that. Like just take a look at your life and think about things that you once prayed for, right? Like I I have now really started living in a home that was once just an idea, right? And now I'm like a few years in and it's amazing. Like it's mind blowing. That, that seemed impossible years ago, right? But when the time is right, like I felt so much faith to the point of conviction. Like I just knew it was my home. And all the steps started happening so fast. And I was able to literally own it and get into it in less than 30 days. It was insane. And only God can orchestrate something like that. So that's just a really quick example that I can grab. But think about that. Think about things that you prayed for, right? That you now have, right? There's many things that are like that. And so quickly we can take them for granted. Like something that I laugh about is... Think about the time, if you are a parent, that you once like really prayed for and hoped for and believed for kids. Now you have them. (laughs) Do you still live in that like joyful, excited state when you think about them, right? It's interesting. So majority of our life is in the process. It's not so much just about like the day that you get it, right? But the excitement and the anticipation of and the dreaming it up with God, right? God is always leading, he's always guiding, and he's always faithful. Always, always. But we're not always receptive to that. We're not good receivers, right? We often also aren't ready, meaning we're not full of belief. We aren't prepared for it, perhaps. 
We aren't walking by faith. And even so, this is how good God is. We get wonderful promises to meditate on and inspired actions to take until we're ready. How awesome is that? Like he doesn't leave us hanging, right? And when the time is right, the Lord will make it happen. That's biblical. It says, when the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. Meaning, we don't have to impose our will. We don't have to force. We don't have to manipulate. We don't have to control, right? We can trust and believe, (laughs) right? Do you know that? Like, do you know, like capital, capital letters, do you know it in your entire being, okay? So my, my encouragement to you is to even consider, what if the growing and the stretching is actually you becoming the person to match that vision God planted in your heart because he doesn't give us vision and desires to mess with us, right? The word says, seek the kingdom first and all of these other things, right? That you're hoping and praying and believing for it will be added unto you, but seek the kingdom and the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and come on, joy, (laughs) joy, seek the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Okay. So what if some of these things right? Aren't coming because you're not believing, number one, but then you're also not saying them out loud and actually declaring and owning your dreams rather than smushing them down and saying, that's stupid. That's unrealistic. That's never going to happen. That happens for those people, but it doesn't happen for me. I'm done believing for that thing, right? That's what we do. We're subtle about it, but we do it. And you can tell by somebody's countenance, right? Like look at their face. Their face tells you exactly what's up. So maybe if you started believing, if you were brave, if you were bold, if you were courageous, right? Enough to believe and then start speaking and prophesying your future, maybe you too would have these inspired moments like the one that I shared today where you see seemingly coincidental things happen and instead of just writing it off as just a seemingly coincidental thing, you decide to interpret it as a God impression, right? That's why I say God's vibes matter. Like be so aware and in tune and in step with him, right? Maybe it's a God impression that's confirming you are on the right path and helping you believe and prepare for that thing that you're asking for, right? Maybe it is. And here's what I know. You're worthy of it all. You are. You are. A majority of folks live their life like they're not. They live unworthy. They live like they're not enough. They live like they have to take all the action in the world in order to earn it and to prove that somehow, someday, some way, they'll actually be worthy of it. And then maybe it will actually happen. But that's not right. And here's some context that I can give you. So yes, you're worthy of it all. And perhaps it, perhaps it is far greater than you dare ask, think, or imagine. So the first thing that you have to answer here, right, is will you dare to believe and keep walking towards it in gratitude for each step just for the joy of it? Like, will you commit to something just for the joy of it? Will you do that? Will you do that? Think about that. Think about it. Because this is also what my word tells me. My word tells me that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's a conviction about it. It's a knowing about it. And how do you get that strong faith? You gotta start being willing to feel and experience it now, right? So a thought that I'll I'll leave you with and then I'll give you kind of a activation or something that you can practically apply to your life is this is what I wrote in my journal today. A fun download. The Lord said, the journey of renewing 
your mind is the pathway to transformation. So we've heard, right? We are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Like we've heard that. But here's where I typically see people get stuck and where I also have been stuck in my own journey is that often we're told to repent of sin, right? We're told to repent of wrong thinking, of wrongdoing, of wrong speaking, right? We're, we're told to do that. And so we stop there though. So we don't repent all the way through to transformation. We just repent of the sin. Are you with me? So rather than repenting, meaning letting go of that thing, to actually let go of something, that means that we replace it. We add something to our life, okay? When we let go, we add, we replace, all right? So for example, in the example that I was sharing here, perhaps, let's say, this isn't you, this is hypothetical, this is an example, okay? Let's say that you are believing that I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy of whatever that thing is, right? Therefore, I can't have it. And I'm going to create a case for why that's true over and over and over again. And that is going to be my narrative. That is going to be my script. That is going to be what I live in agreement with. Whether I like the consequences of that or not, because I believe in my mind that I'm not worthy, that's what I'm going to do, right? Crazy, okay? So the journey of renewing the mind to the pathway of transformation can look like thinking over and over again the thoughts we want to dominate our lives, right? It's this deep belief change. It's cultivating this deep belief change with the power of God, his word, and Holy Spirit in you about what you believe so that you get an emotional shift regarding who you are. You literally, because you believe differently, you start feeling differently and you start walking out your life experience completely different. So the goal here is to repent to believe, but to believe for transformation, not just to to repent, right? You want to repent so that you're able to believe the good news and walk it out in your own life, right? So it's changing the way you think so you can believe the good news. It's the power of right believing so that you can rightly receive what is yours. Come on. Ah, I hope you feel this in your spirit. So in the same example, I am asking you on today, what is that thing that you're believing for? Okay, I was alluding to a desire of my heart that's forthcoming <laughs> by faith, right? Now, what is a desire or a belief that you have? What is one that you have? Maybe, let's just say it's buying your first home. Okay, so the unbelief or where you could be, again, we're going to walk out a hypothetical. Let's say that somebody is in a state where they're like, no, I'm not even going to believe for that right now. Like, there's no way given where I am and like what it looks like and I'm just going to rehearse the curse of what is, right? <laughs> and be negative and just stop believing because hope deferred makes my heart sick and I just can't even activate belief anymore. I just can't bring myself to do it. Nope, not gonna be your story. So today, we're gonna repent <laughs> of unbelief and, and believing lies, right? So we're gonna repent of that, meaning I'm gonna repent. Lord, I repent for believing this lie and I release it to you, right? I rebuke the devourer, I rebuke the curse. And I decree and declare, right, I'm going to do a new thing now. I'm going to add something new to my life. I'm going to activate it by faith and the power of my words, right? Because God's word does not return void. So there is the thing that I'm believing for. And let's say in this case, I wasn't believing it. Not today. I'm going to believe in that thing that I'm believing for. So identify what it is. Repent for believing the wrong things about it. Now, activate the right belief. So what do I need to believe for this to be true, to be the person worthy of receiving this, right? What do I need to believe? One, probably, I am worthy. Why? Because I'm chosen. I'm God's very own, right? 
And you can rehearse that. That's God's truth, right? I'm chosen. I'm God's very own. I've been adopted into a royal family, right? That means I also have a royal inheritance, right? Come on. And God delights in the prosperity of his servant. God delights in me. God delights in giving me the desires of my heart. This is the desire of my heart. I'm worthy of it and I receive it. And it feels so good to be a person worthy of receiving this, right? So start activating that belief and then notice what inspired actions are you being given to move towards that thing today, right? So sometimes it's a practical thing. Maybe it's getting your current house or living space in order, right? Maybe it's getting your finances in order and actually looking at them. Maybe it's driving around that neighborhood that you're you're believing for, right? Maybe it's doing a similar thing like I was led to do today. Maybe it is calling a realtor or a broker and just getting more information and starting to actively pursue that thing like you believe it, like it's happening. You don't need to know how. You're just here to believe and to be worthy and to walk out your worthiness every day. Like what, what do you want to create a narrative for? Your disempowerment or your empowerment? What do you want to create a story for? Your fear and your lack of faith or your your courage and your, your overflowing, unwavering faith, right? What do you want to create a case for? Your negativity and your moodiness or your stability and your joy? Come on, this is a choice that we have every day, right? So it is vital to change how we think in order to have lasting change in our actions, okay? That's why we must think over and over again the thoughts that we want to dominate our lives, okay? Especially if we've had a stronghold. Like, literally, we know. We can be born again, right? And we can be given that spiritual DNA, literally, that we can act and act from and activate every day, right? Just kind of like a new wardrobe. You can walk this thing out and be brand new every day. However, you're not going to do it if you don't believe it. And that can feel strange, right? Like if you move into a new home and you're like, oh my God, now I need to start like expanding into this space. Like there's an expansion, there's a growing, there's a taking up of that space that's got to happen, right? So how can you start experiencing the feelings of that and the beliefs of that now, right? You believe it. I believe that I'm worthy of it. I believe I, I can have it. I believe this is my desire and God wants to give me this thing. So I believe I can have it. And because I believe I can have it, now I'm going to, right? And when you take inspired action, that's way different than all the hustle, right? So one reason we struggle is we try to do what we don't believe we are. Mm. <laughs> that's a Selah moment. We try to do what we don't believe we are. And according to the Romans 12:2 scripture that I've referenced, we're transformed, not by, it doesn't say this, not by trying harder to change, but by renewing our mind. That's why it says meditate on God's promises day and night. Meditate on his goodness. Meditate on whatsoever is lovely, pure, and noble, praiseworthy. Meditate on the promises being true and real and actually in your life right now. That's being bold and courageous. If we want our character, our lifestyle, our heart to be transformed, we must think differently than we now think. The same thinking that created the unbelief or the problem is not the same thinking that's going to get you out of it, right? We need transformed thinking to walk out transformation. And we will not be able to consistently act righteously if we don't believe we are righteous. With me? So, <sighs> Here is the invitation on today. The invitation is to 
Stop focusing on letting things go and trying hard and like basically living against yourself. Instead of that, meditate on what you're available for and what you're going to allow into your life. What are you available for? What are you available for? What are you believing for? Are you a match for what you're believing for and what you think and what you say and what you do? Okay, if the answer is no, (laughs) and it might be, don't beat yourself up for that. How can I be a match? What will I believe about myself today? How can I praise myself for believing that? How can I celebrate that I move closer to right believing today and right thinking and right acting and right speaking? What did it feel like to be in that experience of already having that which I desire? How good does it feel to actually be aligned? Hashtag God's vibes matter, right? My thoughts, God's thoughts aren't our thoughts and his ways aren't our ways. So we want to actively be calibrating and aligning with God and his thoughts and his ways and his heart. We want to partner with what he's doing. Am I doing that? Am I doing that? A lot of times we can tell if we are by what we're thinking about. Sometimes we're not quick enough to catch our thoughts, but we can tell by how we feel then. Our emotions are real great evidence for what we've been thinking about. They tell us pretty instantly, right? And the thing that's weird, and I'll leave you with this, the thing that's weird is a lot of times we focus so much on telling it like it is and telling the news and telling, you know, just telling the facts. Like, this is what happened today. This is what it looks like. This is what I still don't have. This is how far I am still, right? We want to just tell you the facts, right? But facts aren't faith. Mm-mm. And facts aren't God, okay? And conditions don't lead you <laughs> into that that dream, that desire that you have, right? They just create a case for what is, and that's not what you're here to do. And you're not here to look at what was either. The only time that you are looking at what was is to celebrate what God has done for you. That's it, okay? So the work is to be aligned with God and be full of God's goodness every day. And you'll know because you'll be full of righteousness, peace, and joy and the Holy Spirit, okay? And that will overflow. And when you're in that aligned place, then you are a magnet, right? You're a receiver for all of this wisdom that God has for you, for all these divinely inspired actions for that he has for you. And your job is just to take them and to be willing to be led. You don't have to figure it out. The how is not your job. The what, I want this. This is a desire of my heart. Why do I want that? Why is that important, right? And what is God leading me to do today? What do I need to believe today to accept that is true for me? What am I available for today? What am I going to add into my life, right? Because when we're letting go, we're actually replacing. So I'm going to let go of the unbelief and I'm going to add belief. So what is the belief that I'm adding? And what step do I take to make that true for me? And to start literally repeating that over and over and over again in my mind so that that's true for me. And a lot of times we practice that. We walk out the faith. We practice our faith in in taking inspired actions. Okay, so I believe that I'm worthy. And because I believe I'm worthy, like, let's just take leadership. If I don't believe that I'm a leader, I'm probably going to go work for somebody else. And I'm probably going to steward their vision because I don't believe that I have one and that I'm worthy of stewarding one with me. And then I'm going to just get frustrated and bitter because I'm stuck, for example. Okay, now instead, if I believe that I'm a leader... I'm going to 
stay close to God. I'm going to get clear on what he's speaking to me. I'm going to write that vision. I'm going to make it plain. And then I'm going to start taking steps for that vision, whatever it is. If it's a business idea, if it's a ministry, whatever it is, if it's a family, right? Like I'm going to start taking steps to prepare for that because I know it's happening. And when the time is right, I, the Lord, am going to make it happen, right? So since that's happening, I need to to get ready. (laughs) I need to prepare. And that makes me excited. And that makes me joyful, Because God is up to something and I don't need to see him being up to something to know that he is. The desire is enough and I'm worthy of it. And I'm going to start walking out like I am and acting like it and believing like it and speaking like it and surrounding myself with people that get it and guarding that in my heart and in being kind to myself and letting it be fun and letting it be easy and letting it be joyful. Okay. All right, guys, the power of right believing. Mm, You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. I give you permission to be worthy of your desire, okay? (laughs) Oh my goodness, guys. I hope this message blessed you. If you are not currently following the podcast, I would appreciate you following one and then also giving it a rating. That would make sure that more people can hear and get some upliftment like that in their soul. And I would appreciate it so, so much. You can also connect with me at julianapage.com. You can follow me over on YouTube, Juliana Page, and just connect with me on pretty much all of the social medias. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.